I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Strong and Simple Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I am happy to be here with you today. And I'm actually recording this on Tuesday evening. I know we usually drop episodes Tuesday morning, but um, the past couple of weeks have been a little... mm, know what the right word would be. Um, It's pretty much, I have been experiencing um, some real symptoms of burnout. Um, So (laughs) that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So what do I mean by burnout? I think that um, the term burnout gets thrown around a lot and rightfully so because especially in this um, pandemic world that we're living in, where we are expected to be doing, doing, doing all the time, um, where many folks worked jobs um, that were just expected to be normal during the whole pandemic, teachers, nurses, healthcare professionals, um, you know, any public service essential workers, right? Um, That got a lot of applause maybe in the spring of 2020, but by the time summer 2020 came, that was over and done with, and it was pretty thankless for a lot of folks. Um, I can speak from a teacher's perspective uh, that it is still um, pretty dire um, out there where there are the expectations for teachers to be continuing to have students all at grade level where most students lost at least a year of high quality instruction. And while folks did the best that they could to provide high quality instruction via remote learning and remote learning worked really well for some learners, um, overall, there are many lingering challenges Um, that have come out that um, have created a huge teacher shortage um, where you then have teachers who are then being pulled from their day-to-day jobs, like what they're supposed to, like what they, what their actually position is to cover other classes, to pick up the slack for other people. Um, And then you have kids who are behind, who are traumatized and, It's really a perfect storm right now for, um, especially in the world of education, for folks to be feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and quite frankly, burnt out. Um, So we do hear this term a lot right now. Um, And I think that for a lot of people, not just teachers, it's very real. The the thing about burnout is you are often in it before you notice it. Because many folks, especially a certain personality type, um, 
tends to be going 100 miles an hour at all times and actually typically enjoys that, enjoys um, being creative and putting their eyes out, their eyes, putting their ideas out into the world. We're not putting our eyes out here. Um, <laughs> enjoy, loves their job, loves their career, loves their side hobby or their side hustle, you know. Um, I love all of the things that I do. I love being a learner. I love teaching. I love educating. I love doing this podcast. I love doing the Empowered to Advocate podcast. I typically love creating content. Um, and I guess <clears throat> one of the first real signs of the of burnout for me has been that if you follow me on Facebook, I on Facebook, you probably, if you follow me on Facebook, you probably don't see a lot of content there very often. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on YouTube, I typically post something every day. And if it's not every day, it's six out of seven days a week. This is a habit that I have had uh, for many years since I really started Michelle Farrell Fitness, which is now Michelle Farrell Coaching. Um, when I started training folks, I started putting out content and I really enjoy it. Uh, when we, Dana Marie and I started Empowered to Advocate, um, creating content for that has been really fun and enjoyable. I love to teach. I love to create. So one of the first signs for me I should have really noticed a little bit more is that I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to do it. I would even have ideas. I have even, so this brings us to this podcast tonight. Um, I was like, I have lots of ideas, but then just like the thought of doing it was so overwhelming, was so consuming. And like, I would feel instantly exhausted to, to type something out. And that is so unusual for me. And last week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I actually had three days in a row with no appointments. I didn't have um, any power to advocate clients or podcast guests or fitness clients. People we had things had, people had shuffled appointments around and stuff. Um, and I did absolutely nothing. And then felt guilty for doing absolutely nothing with that time. But I could not bring myself to do anything after my job at school. I was just exhausted. I also had my period and it was a pretty bad one. So I also kind of thought that maybe I was just feeling a certain way because I didn't feel great. But in retrospect, I think that with this time of the school year, with me having a really amazing roster of small group clients, of one-on-one -on -one clients, empowered to advocate clients. Everything's kind of snowballed into one thing. And so this is why I'm recording. This is another reason I'm recording the podcast later is because I have then things that I sh I'm going to say should have gotten done tasks because when you run a business, there are things that do have to happen when you have clients and like my members are straight up strong. 
I have people who I want to take care of, who I am supporting, people who are paying me to do that too, right? So there are things, tasks that I want to make sure are accomplished. One, because these folks deserve that from me, but also I enjoy, it fills me up. It fills me up. So what I did the end of last week and over this weekend was really kind of triage the tasks that, and I called them, you know, must do or need to do, would be nice to do. And this can wait. Uh, I have April vacation next week. I have a week where it's going to be pretty chill. I won't be getting up and going to school in addition to doing business stuff. So knowing that I'm going to have that time, also making sure that I'm not hyper itinerizing my vacation time like I typically do from school, finding that balance is also really important. So I created these kind of buckets of things that I I need to get these done. These It would be nice if I got these done and this can wait. And honestly, this is a pretty good habit to have with your daily tasks anyways. If you are somebody who is a very busy person, especially with many different roles, if you are caregiver to parents and or kids, work a busy career, maybe more than one job, if you have several hobbies, if you do a lot of like activism work or social work or things like that. If you have a lot of roles and there's a lot of managing of, especially where you like different buckets of things that you're doing, it can be really overwhelming at times. So having those kind of buckets of like what needs to happen, what would be nice to happen and what can absolutely wait buckets on your to-do list um, can be a really useful tool to use. And I actually use that with my students. Um, to help them when they are trying to figure out like it's the end of the quarter what assignments do i have to do what classes do i have to make sure that i'm passing or things like that right that triage of tasks and so this brings me to like what is burnout if you're feeling overwhelmed if you are absolutely exhausted even though you're getting seven eight nine hours of feels like pretty solid sleep if you wear a, some sort of, if you wear a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, it might even be telling you that you're getting really good quote unquote scores, sleep scores, and you still feel tired. If you are doing your workouts and you're feeling just like, oh, like sluggish, just like sticky, like if what is usually an easy run for you feels really hard. If what is usually an easy weight for you to pull, like a warm-up weight, feels really, really hard. These can all be signs that you need a break, that you are burning out, right? Um, if you are irritated all the time, if you're feeling short-tempered, if you're forgetful, if you are finding yourself, your, your appetite is different. Either you're feeling hungrier than normal. If you're feeling less hungry than normal, all of these can be signs of burnout. And <clears throat> like I said earlier in the episode, we don't even oftentimes realize that we are burning out until we literally hit the floor. Like until we literally are going from a hundred to nothing. 
because we live in a society that really glorifies the hustle, the grind, the puritanical work ethic, right? Uh, idle hands do the devil's work. Got to be busy. Got to be busy. Got to be busy. Oh, you want to build that business? You got to be doing all the things. And I'm not saying that if you are building a business or training for an event that you don't have to put the work in. What I'm saying is, is that there comes a time when you need to find some balance because it's not going to be sustainable over the long period of time, you are going to crash and burn if all you are doing is work, 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 task, 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 and not taking the rest and recovery time from your, for yourself, either from your lifting or from your um, work routine, right? So we live in this society that really, you know, martyrs folks who are working all the time. We are, look at this teacher who comes in at sunrise every morning and doesn't leave past sunset. And, you know, oh, and then there's that teacher. They came in during their contractual time and took their lunch. They took their sick days. There is this like judgment that happens in the world of education. And I'm sure people on the outside kind of have this viewpoint, like this teacher is so dedicated. They just work all the time. At some point, there's something else in that educator who is at the school all the time. There are other parts of their life that is not existing or flourishing because they are only at the school. And you know what? I'm sure there are a handful of people who that really truly works for and works for, for the longevity of their career. And if that is you, I don't say that with judgment. Okay. But for most of us who think that in order to be a good teacher, in order to be a good educator, in order to be a good nurse, in order, like whatever your job, good mom, a good caregiver to our parents that we need that, like that becomes our identity. That is it. Something else on the other side, there is something else that's giving because you literally cannot do it all to a hundred percent capacity all the time something's going to give, right? So, you know, this relentless, like, go, 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 aiming to be perfect, being great at your job, being a great mom, having an amazing side hustle or hobby, trying to get your business off the ground while you're doing another full-time job, trying to socialize with your loved ones. When that feels like it's a chore, going to dinner with your best friends or going to visit your mom. And I'm not saying like you have like a contentious relationship, like many parent child relationships can be, but if it's something that you typically enjoy and now like, it's like, Oh my God, I have to like go to dinner with my friends. Every once in a while, we're all going to feel that way because every once in a while, normal fatigue comes over and this is one of the things we're going to get to this is going to be helpful to help prevent burnout is every once in a while being able to say no to things, even if it is something that we typically enjoy. But the problem is when we start to always say no from the things that light us up. Okay. When 
it's just all consuming all the time. And, you know, on social media, you're going to have people that are like, well, you, you can't build a body or you can't build a business or you can't do this unless you're putting in the work, putting in the work, putting in the work. And what I am saying is, is you can reach your goals and be productive and work hard. And that is going to be more sustainable if you also allow yourself to find that balance. So the other overlapping piece here is we talk about self-care and oftentimes what is portrayed as self-care are very expensive spa days or expensive face creams or facial treatments or taking yourself on a shopping spree or you know, self-care is a long, hot bubble bath completely by yourself. And all of those things are absolutely ways that you can care for yourself. But they aren't the only ways. Sometimes self-care is literally taking one minute to take three deep breaths. That can literally change your responses to things that happen the rest of the day. It's triggering your parasympathetic nervous system to chill out. It works in as little as a minute. You do not need a 10 minute long meditation practice every morning. If you can do that, if you are there, that's amazing. But if you're not, and you feel like a meditation practice is another thing you have to do in order to be well, then it's no longer self-care for you because it's just become another thing you have to tick off. So if we can practice and learn these like little things, little moments that we can implement into our daily routine. They're going to feel more sustainable and we're going to feel the benefits of them. It's the same way with fitness. When we are getting started and we think, oh my God, I need to do an hour every single day of intense exercise. No, you don't. You can do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And movement is different than training. That's an episode for another day, okay? But especially in times and seasons of our lives when we are very busy or when a big work project is taking precedent, it is in that to do, I need to do this bucket. Maybe you are a business owner and you're launching a new product. To expect that you're going to be able to do all the things you need to do for a product launch and do six days a week of 60 minute workouts and keep your house clean and make meals from scratch and be everywhere all the time for all the different social events is really unrealistic. It really is. Most people who it appears that they are able to do these things typically have help in some way, in some areas. They have a house cleaner, they have somebody else prep their meals. They have a nanny or a babysitter helping with the kids. Those are great. Not everybody has that though. So that's why when we talk about not everybody having the same 24 hours, this is what we're talking about, right? Different people have different supports in different ways. And sometimes it gives this illusion that somebody is doing it all and doing it all perfectly that then can make us feel like, well, why am I struggling to do this, right? So what can we do for ourselves to hopefully prevent 
ourselves from completely just like turning to ash, (laughs) completely burning out. One, I strongly recommend setting aside one minute a day, two minutes a day, one minute, a couple of times throughout your day to practice some breath work, some meditation, or just finding a moment of stillness. Taking a moment for three deep breaths can, like I said earlier, can literally change your body and mind's response to other stressors. Okay. Two, establish routines in your day that allow for time for yourself whenever possible. Especially if you are in a job that's very person facing, especially if you live in a household with somebody else, having time to yourself in quiet or during your workout time or to read, whatever that looks like. Again, it doesn't have to be long periods of time. I know if you're a mom, you're probably like, I never get time to myself. I get it. If you can even find time, in your car when you get home before you walk in the house, that can count for something. Just And again, sometimes looping this into that breathwork practice can be really useful. Um, if you have the opportunity to have life work boundaries, set them up. And I know that this can come from a place of privilege depending on what your like boss situation looks like. If you are self-employed, this can be really, really hard, but knowing that, um, so typically eight o'clock, 8 PM, my computer is closed. My, I might scroll. It depends on what we're watching on TV or whatever, but it's dinner time. It's relaxed time. I'm going to bed soon, right? I'm not looking at my job. I'm not looking at things for my business. In most cases, sometimes there is a necessity to work longer hours. One of, and this is for my teachers out there, one of the biggest things I did for myself when I stopped directing the after school program is I removed my work email from my personal cell phone so that I was not constantly getting the alerts from work, from school, when an email would go out. Because if I saw that and I was out to dinner or I'm relaxing with my husband or I'm in the middle of my workout, that's then what's preoccupying my thoughts. There there was a period of time where I had no boundary between school and home. That was one of the best things I ever did for myself. Um, Number four, regular movement walks, strength training, a yoga practice. Um, If you're currently in a state of burnout or exhaustion, like we talked about earlier, you're maybe noticing that your runs feel shitty, your spin classes, you have no energy for them, your strength training is plateaued or your lifts just feel real crappy. You might need to adjust a little bit so that you are starting to recover your energy, right? But a regular movement practice is typically going to help you physically, mentally, social, emotionally. So trying to, again, this kind of loops into one and two, right? Building in that time for yourself, 
building in that time for that breath work, connecting to your body can be really, really beneficial for you. And again, this doesn't have to be six days a week for 60 minutes. Consistent doesn't mean all the time. Number five, really think about nourishing your body. What foods bring you joy, bring you comfort, satisfy you, make you feel good, are nourishing. Finding that balance between the foods that are delicious and nutritious. You can do this and it can look like convenience foods. There's a place for everything. When we are stressed, when we are burnt out, it can vastly impact our appetite. So this can actually be a sign and making that time to have a meal that is really enjoyable and really fills us up emotionally and physically can make a, can make a big difference um, in your ability to recover from that stress, right? Again, uh, sleep. Aiming for quality sleep, aiming for a quality sleep routine. Stress can burnout can impact our sleep. Again, one of the signs of burnout is that you were actually getting a lot of sleep and not feeling recovered from it. That doesn't mean give up on it. That means find your routine, find the strategies that work for you, do the best that you can. Because again, I know that some folks um, have children at home that make it more difficult to get quality sleep that, uh, that are in perimenopause, and you might be having some sleep disruptions and symptoms from that, talk to your doctor, seek treatment, see what you can do to kind of get a, a real healthy, restful sleep routine. Number eight, set up an appointment with a mental health professional. Burnout and depression often have symptoms that mirror each other, and having a therapist to talk to can help make sure that you are getting the appropriate help and support that you need to navigate these system um, symptoms. Uh, make sure you're getting the correct treatment in alignment with, you might think you're burnt out, you might be depressed, right? Or vice versa. So having a healthcare professional, a mental health professional that you can talk things through with is preventative and also can help when you're navigating, when you're like in the midst of it. And number nine, make sure you're adding things that you love into your life, things that light you up, things that you enjoy doing. This is really important for prevention of burnout. If you just find that you're just grinding all the time, even if you enjoy it, if you are finding that you're not making time for other hobbies because you're only ever doing like quote unquote productive things, even if they're things that you love, that can become problematic. So I'm going to wrap this up now because it's time for dinner. And I hope that some of this was helpful. I hope that you are able to take something away from this and know that if you are feeling particularly stressed or feeling some of these symptoms or signs of burnout, 
that you know that you're not alone. It literally can happen to anybody. That we live in a culture that is promoting people burning out. <laughs> so I leave you with this. I'm so grateful for you all being here and for, you know, having grace that this podcast episode did not go out on Tuesday because the world isn't going to end because this episode didn't go out on Tuesday, right? I wanted to get this message out. I wanted, I like being consistent. I like having a routine. I don't want to leave anybody like, oh, where's the episode? Um, you know, I think I like being reliable, right? But at the same time, I knew that there were some other things that were in the must get done bucket. And this was something that was, I want to get this done, but it can wait until those, some of those other things are done. So I'm going to sign off now. I hope you are in a good space. And if you are, I am not a mental health professional. I am not a medical professional. If you are feeling any of these signs and symptoms of burnout, or if you're feeling depressed, if you are feeling anxious, I urge you to seek the support of a medical professional to help you work through these things. Okay. So on that, with love, I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at Strong and Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the cancelling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.